If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Tighten the hatches on your Jeep's soft top because kids are going flying. We saw babes in Toyland. So you know what that means. live at Largo. Holy shit, it has been far too long and we cannot wait to talk about tonight's movie, which is the biggest piece of Cincinnati propaganda ever produced. Lenny Riefenstahl would look at this and say, wow, how can I get on this train? This movie, Babes in Toyland, Keanu Reeves, Drew Barrymore, Richard Mulligan, Ellen Burstyn, all came together for a TV movie in 1986 that real Ellen Brennan, but it should have been Ellen Burstyn. Eileen, Eileen Brennan. And that was a trick because I want to see who saw the fucking movie. And you proved to me that you are worth being the first live audience we've had back. 
So thank you. If I did that at home on one of our Zoom recordings, I would have gone in, I would have snipped it out, I would look smart. Here, I will look dumb. I'll still cut that out. But you got to see me vulnerable. Um, what is Babes in Toyland about? If you've not seen Babes in Toyland, it's simple. It's the Wizard of Oz, kind of, with like weird adult men wanting to marry teenage girls, creatures, and Pat Morita. Uh, it's hard to really parse, but we will try our best to break it down, and I can't think of two people to break it down better than my co-host, so please welcome Mr. Jason Manzoukas! Do I wish we weren't here together in the same room? Because I don't know what you've been doing, but I suspect it's risky. I will let you know most of the audience are players for the Chicago Bulls, so that is tricky. A lot of them are in quarantine. That's why they're here tonight. Huge stuff. Guys, holy shit. This is nuts. Jason, I, I don't know if you noticed, but when I even did my pre-show ritual, I went over to your chair, and then immediately you realized and it didn't touch a thing. Thank you. Uh, I'm so excited to have you back, Jason. But we could not do this show without my other co-host. Please welcome to the stage, Miss June Diane Raphael. Wow. How are you, June? I'm doing well. How are you, Paul? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for asking. I'd just like to say, at that live show that Jason's talking about, I, he was so sick. So sick. So wow. sick that so I said, sick. I will not be sharing a hotel room with you. And so June and I had to share a hotel room. <laughs> didn't see another way. I didn't see another solution. I slept great. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, okay, let me just say, this is really overwhelming, and I may cry. Yeah. So... It's very emotional. Uh, just so everybody is comfortable with that. Yeah, I just might cry a few Even times. I hate every single one of you. I don't like it here. And I don't and want, I don't want to, to be here, but I still... <laughs> I am thrilled you're here, and I love every single one of you. We are so, so happy, so happy to be back. Um... And I will say that, June, I know how you watched this movie. Would you like to share with the audience where so, you watched it? And well, how I have you... a bone to pick. Okay. So I don't, I never know what the movie is going to be until literally moments before my eyes fall on it. I, now, I did ask she this morning. She will turn to me as the credits are rolling. She's like, what What's is this? this? <laughs> That's my process. 
And this morning I said to Paul, uh, what are we watching? And with sort of like, oh God, what do I have to do? Um, that kind of tone. And you said, oh, you're going to love it. It's a Christmas movie. Amen. So, I stand by that no, comment. No, this is not a Christmas movie. This is not a Christmas movie. It is. This is a Christmas nightmare? This is. This is like a haunting fable yeah. of, I mean, like, I'm almost positive in the opening scene, Drew Barrymore's character perishes. Yes. I mean, if there was ever oh. a time for a Jacob's Ladder scenario, I mean, yeah. this is it. I hesitated to say it, but it is absolutely, is this true. movie is 100% a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Here's, I just want to correct one thing that, yeah. Paul, you said earlier, and that Keanu Reeves, my dear, dear friend from John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. TikTok, Mr. Wick. TikTok, Mr. Wick. TikTok. Um, uh, 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 misidentified. He says he has a Jeep. You says he, uh, you said he has a Jeep. This motherfucker's driving a Suzuki sidekick. <laughs> wow. Now, if wow. you're wondering why Drew Barrymore plummets out the back okay. of, the co- of the sidekick, it's because it's a Suzuki sidekick. You still Not a real got car. to buckle up. But back in 86, they didn't care about seatbelts. Um, as now, long as you had a sled in the car, you were fine. Thank God for that sled. Imagine, <laughs> thank God imagine for that what sled. If she just plummeted out the back, no sled. I, I will say this. R.I.P. This movie is a TV movie, a made-for-TV film. Oh, oh okay. okay. Not, not um, and uh, it starts off in every, I think, every shitty diner painting that I've ever seen. For me, I will say, for me, it started with me going to the website for toy for 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 toys in babeland well that is going to give you some different which was stuff. a very was a different, different thing, thing. Well, i bought a bunch of dildos no okay <laughs> well i were they made by the toy maker yep <laughs> pat, pat marita pat put marita, some eyes pat, on it put some dr- eyes on that dildo all the dildos and vibrators <laughs> have eyes and if you crank them they do stuff and he signs them like a Cabbage Patch Kid. That's nice. Uh, yes. So I, so I watched this movie. So I said to Paul, it's, oh, and I got really excited. I thought, oh, it's a Christmas movie. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an actor in a Christmas movie. So that's Eight-bit uh, Christmas. kind of my genre. HBO Max you right know, I'm now. A, I'm a holiday actor. So I can connect. By the, way, By the way, congrats. Thank you. Like, I, we, again, we've stated it before and we'll state it again. We want access. Give us the keys Get to the us kingdom. in there. Let us make a Christmas movie. Yeah. As a holiday actor, I felt like, oh, this is my genre. I, and it's a genre I love, 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 love. So I was looking forward to it. You and, and I are watching these on our free time for fun. Absolutely. You but on a Christmas movie every night. night. About one that I was like, do we need to switch the movie for what you're telling me? I knew that we shouldn't because you all have prepared properly, but... The movie that we watched was with uh, Melissa Joan Hart as a podcaster, and she runs into uh, Luke Perry. No. Oh. oh. That was almost as R.I.P., and that was almost as bad as Ellen Burstyn. Yesterday. That doesn't mean that Luke Perry ceases to exist. Jason Priestley. And listen, as a Jason. Ellen Burstyn, Jason Priestley. (laughs) (laughs) When Ellen Burstyn, both June and I recoiled. I love them both, but I mean, I, that's I, Eileen Brennan. All I can think of is Ellen Burstyn in Private Benjamin. Oh, my God. What a different oh, movie. Oh, what a different movie. 
But well, also as a Jason Priestley gal myself, I always preferred him to Luke Perry. Um, mm. That just hurts. Got you it. know, I'm that so just hurts sorry. for all of us. You loved, you loved the priest? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but so I, I said to Paul, okay, it's a Christmas movie. I'm excited to see it. And then I had to take our oldest son to a, a basketball practice. And we drop him off, him and his friend, and now I go back to the car. Now, the only spot I had was at the entrance of the bus. Like every parent, every person has to walk through and it's brightly lit where I'm parked. And I have to watch this movie on an iPad. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the front seat watching this movie uh, and it's propped up against the wheel. And I'm furiously taking notes, and I thought, I'm going to be reported to the authorities. There's no way that I get out of this without someone putting me on some sort of a list. And rightfully so. Absolutely. Can you imagine if it was me? (laughs) Imagine me in my car with something that we all know contains a camera pointing out the windshield. (laughs) While I furiously take notes oh, in my writing. I, I will still say writing. that I watched... Pausing, writing, pausing, writing. I, I still live in fear from the time that I, we were on tour in New York. I had to watch uh, Master Disguise, the great Dana Carvey uh, vehicle. And I was watching the Turtle Club in a children's museum while my children played with their grandfather. I was in the corner with a laptop <laughs> watching a Dana Carvey movie like, ah, yes. Like, what is this? What's like, particularly but- weird is you could get away with watching that movie with your kids and look normal. Yes. But to be in a children's environment oh, without kids, so wrong. but watching a kid's movie is a lure. <laughs> yes. And hey, come saying, on over. What's over yep. here? Well, the other thing for me... The family. Yes, is I was facing the auditorium. So all the other parents are propped up watching their kids play, except for me. And I look like I'm making the choice, like, oh, I don't want to watch my kid like i want to be here with this yeah and and the and and if somebody were to walk and see what you you would might be like what's going on and you're like before i gotta watch the succession finale or whatever but to be if someone were to walk around and be like what the fuck are you watching it's only 10 more days till christmas gotta get my christmas on gotta get through these watching the the car chase of them driving in circles you'd be like have you seen what she's watching get a load of it you know the other people there are like get a load of this truly insane well this movie is this movie surprised me in many levels because not me i i (laughs) first of all start to finish i was like i get it makes total sense I Why are tell we even you, doing it? When I saw Pat Morita as the Toy Master, oh, I was like, yeah. that's a movie I do want to see. And that could be a horror movie. I'm down for an evil Pat Morita. Uh, but no, he's a lovely, lovely man in this what film. What made you think he was evil? Just the Toy Master sounded oh, oh, very evil. Like the name, the Toy Yeah, okay. like, oh, I make a jack-in-the-box. Is he the a Toy drill. Master or the Toy Maker? He was the master. toy master. Was master. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. One thing I got right about this uh, <laughs> credits. Uh, I just had a super quick question. It, where was Drew Barrymore's family from? Oh, I don't have that in my notes. Maybe Nate Kylie gave know. some that notes. That would have helped me understand the movie better. Yeah. If I, I understood via both dialogue and maybe even original song. I don't know. You know what, where Jason, these I think motherfuckers I, were from. 
I think I might have something here to help us. This is a clip from the movie. Uh, let's see if this helps. Um, this is going to be the best Christmas in the history of the world. It's not. Right here in Cincinnati. Welcome to glorious Cincinnati. Nope. Queen of Ohio's Alpine Ski Resort. Nope. Boo. I come from Philadelphia, we now have a thing with Cincinnati. Jason, you have just put Cincinnati on blast. Listen, I'm putting Cincinnati and all of Canada on blast. Not interested! There is a moment, though, in that thing, in rewatching it, where, first of all, the driving in this movie is amazing because not only are they driving like the worst fake driving where it's like left, right, left, right, but they're also pushing the car back and forth like a Star Trek episode. So if a car was driving like this, it would be... In an accident. Well, also they, during a blizzard, yes. and he keeps going up through the. St- he's driving a manual drive up through the gears. He should be in second gear, going so yeah. slow right now. But as the song picks up tempo, he's like, "Gotta drive faster, gotta drive faster." <laughs> driving so fast that the little girl dies. Driving so fast, I can't stop Since driving Santa fast. Cincinnati has the most dead kids. <laughs> That's the fact. Look it up. It's because of the songs right. that we. Sing while we drive. This is what's killing all our children. It does seem because they have all those looks to each other yes. in that scene. Like we're gonna do this. We're gonna finish the song. The we song. We need it- the blood from an eleven-year-old kid. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by. Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me 
and the family, we had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Wait, so there's something here that I thought was so interesting: is in that moment where they're singing. Keanu looks like he's lost control yeah. of the car. And he's like, oh, oh. Yeah. And now, only moments later, a girl shoots out the back of that Jeep. He does, because he does lose control. But in that moment, he, he get, why, I guess he had one more verse before she could shoot out. I mean. This again, and I'll be honest with you. And I, because much like June, I had zero reference. I yes. had no idea. I just was given a title and a link. Boom. You, Ellen Burstyn, was in it. I was like. Burst, baby, burst, give it to me. I heard it's a prequel for Requiem. Uh, I was like, wait, are you telling me uh, the, the star of Empty Nest and, and Golden Girls is in this? I'm hardcore in. Anyway, regardless, uh, I put it on and I'm watching the movie and then this happens and I'm like, I write in my notes, hang on, is this a fucking musical? And then I watch the rest of the movie and I'm not sure. Yeah. This well, movie has... Too few songs to be a musical, but too many songs to be a movie. There is, okay. There's like three it, and a half songs. The original cut of the movie was 145 minutes. How long is this? 94. 90. Okay. So. Okay. Wow. So, uh, the um, rest was songs. Clearly yes. the rest was songs that they were like, we got to yes. get rid of this. So, well, by the way, the biggest mistake of this movie was they hired people that were terrible singers. Like, there's not, there's like, even... What like, the sister well, was a good singer. I mean, what's concerning about dub. that, I don't think the sister is dub, but everybody else is. But what's is concerning about that, his singing is... Okay, is, but, but by a bad singer. Uh, well, I don't think... When I, you said TV movie, I think that answers your question. Yeah, okay. but it's concerning because it makes me think, like, oh, they left... They, these are the best songs that they left in? Can you imagine? Like, this is what we had to keep? Can you imagine what was cut wow. from this movie? Uh, two songs, one song called It's the Feeling, and another song called We'll Think of Something. 
<laughs> Which might as well be, that is like the truth. That is speaking truth inside of the movie. By the way, like, also. I, what's, good? what's the movie? I don't know. We'll think of something. I mean, by the way, this, um, this movie was shot all in Germany. But uh, and also. all the songs written by Stephen Sondheim, R.I.P. <laughs> but it is based on a 1903 operetta. Babes in Toyland is an opera. And there isn't another movie called no, Babes in Twitter. No other movie. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, in that, in that version, are all of those songs in there? Well, this seems to be like a take on it. Like, it's like... So I this isn't okay. like a remake of that movie. Or, or is it? It is Am a I, remake. It I is. Think. Okay, I didn't know that. I okay. think Toy Soul... I didn't know I mean, if they look, shared a title. Here's something do I don't title. know anything about, but I'm going to be very actively saying that I do. I think Toy Soldiers are definitely in the other Babes in Toyland. But I don't think like Mother Hubbard's like shoe is in that. Like so I feel like they, so you Mother think Goose. everything's the same, but the shoe. Well, everything's the same, but the shoe I is not. I think what they did was they moved in like some like they. I think they. they am I right in this that they, they, they moved in like the fairy tales, like the Humpty Dumpty and stuff like that, or is that in the old one too? It's in the old one. Okay. Okay, All right, so escort that man out. <laughs> apparently there's Somebody a movie with es- Laurel and Hardy. Escort that man out, please. Well, what's so disappointing about this, I mean, this isn't Wizard of, the, of Oz, because what's so disappointing is that the characters that we meet in the beginning and their character traits have nothing to do with the fairy tale characters, with honestly, with the exception of the woman in the shoe and her lists. Well, it I, has I, nothing I think the only to do. relation that I didn't r- truly did not understand until the very end of the movie is that Drew Barrymore's character is meant to have kind of renounced childhood. And so right, toy, she's cooking toy in the land, she's making dinner. Don't worry, I'm making dinner. She's taking care of things. She has kind of renounced childhood and is living as a, like an adult, an adult life. It would Real be commentary so on Drew, the actual the Drew Barrymore's life. It is. Well, I mean, that was, yeah, that was interesting. Like, but I felt like they didn't really state it that much because she was acting like a kid. But, you but know, that's why I feel like Toyland was this, uh, this you know, this also gave me real for comic book nerds here, uh, uh, Fables, Bill, uh, Bill Williams, uh, Fables. This yeah. was like very in that world that I was like, ooh, a world that you go to where the Fables are actually exist, where all the kind of storybook characters live together in a town. But she seemingly didn't know any of those stories. It wasn't like, oh my God, Humpty no. Dumpty. Yes. Like, they just introduced her to okay, people. This like, oh, motherfucker nice Humpty Dumpty. You don't put a giant egg in a movie, okay? Unless he's going to fall off that wall needed him to and fall. crack. They show him twice. Yeah. He, I thought he for never sure, falls. I thought for sure in the fight sequence yes. at the end we were going to watch him fall. And all the king's soldiers and all the king's men would yeah. try and put him back together, but, they but didn't. no. I In want the that egg dead. 45 minute long version. That's a 30 minute sequence. Maybe that's what they thought. Uh, this is so, here's what's so weird yeah. though about the the basic premise of the movie. So yeah, it is about this girl who um, is sort of a little mother in the house and doesn't have any interest in toys and doesn't want this sled that her older sister's getting her for Christmas because she doesn't really know how to play she with her. She's like, what? I thought that the sled was shitty. No, no, I Paul. think she doesn't want kid stuff. Oh, I well, was like, I, I would like, want to either. It's just like, you're not going to like it because, I, or she says something like, you're yeah. not going to like it because it's fun or something but like that. Oh, I thought she was like, I got you a, sl-. it was like the equivalent of like socks. I don't, 
think so. I like think... who wants a sled? What? Like I, I want, want a sled. One, yeah, you want a sled? I'd like a sled right now. You want like as a kid, you're like here's a sled. Yes, yes. Paul. You need to go to Toyland. What? what are you talking about? Yeah, of course. What did you want? A typewriter? <laughs> what are you talking about? A sled is a gift that you that you get. Like the normal part of the year. I don't give that Wait, to me as a you're gift. You're getting you're getting what? gifts during the normal part of the year. <laughs> wow! Wow! Like, wow! Hey, I was at work. I bought you a sled. We'll go sledding. A sled is like you don't go like. Here's your your Christmas gift is a sled. I'll oh. be honest. What? <laughs> I am blown away I, right now. There's actually like nothing that's more fun and childlike and free and than more of the season. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're especially where we all grew up, you want to get snow, one in summertime. There's snow no. on the ground. Oh, I'm here's your saying. Fourth of July sled. <laughs> it's like it's enjoy like, America's independence. It's like getting a pool floaty for Christmas. Like, no, it's hey, not. You it's not at all like that. There's a blizzard in this town. You could literally go outside. What are you talking about? The sled is immediate use. You can she use it immediately. It. She didn't know it. She, she didn't they, know what a sled was? No, she didn't know there was going to be a big storm. It was a, it was a freak they disaster. They live in Cincy, baby. Of course there is. How come they And then there should be a lyric. Because Cincy is so snowy, you need All a right. big old fucking sled. You know, like they should have that line. There. I think, honestly, this pandemic has affected us all in different ways. And... Of, of all the things you could disagree with, a sled being a good Christmas present is the worst take it's of all. It's 86. Fact, Get me one of those Nintendo robots whoa. that drop discs and do the fucking thing. Get me that Roby robot. Get you a Roby? Wow, look at you. Because you're like, I can get a sled anytime I want. Oh, big deal. You got me a sled. Thank you. Whoa. I feel like you're talking about a sled as though it's like hardware or something. Yes. It's, it's, like, a a, it's like a vacuum. It's not like a tool. I got you a, I got you a dust buster. Here's the deal, people. Here's, Here's the deal. Okay. About the premise of the movie. So I, the, I are think we are, we are in the, the world of the movie. We're supposed to think that sled is a great, joyful gift for a child. A, My chi- issue. a child, a child okay. that is predisposed to think, in Paul's thinking, it's not that good of a gift. Yes. Right? That's what the sister Now, I will I guess, say, but, I share some similarities with Drew Barrymore's character. I, well, I know. And this is going to get real dark. Also, so get ready. Two, by the way, get ready. two harrowing childhoods. <laughs> yes. The details will that, haunt you. That is a they show. They will haunt you. That is a, the, I want that, I will come and sit right there for you and Drew Barrymore on this oh stage God. trading childhood stories. <laughs> um, That's the show. But my point is, yes. It you just know, got picked up by Quibi. The, <laughs> R.I.P. Just found out Quibi doesn't exist anymore. R.I.P. By the way, I only realized halfway through the pandemic that it stood for quick bites. Yeah. That was, and when that realization hit. Well, I mean, I got to just, help. if we talk about it, I got to just say the original name was Omakasa, which I to me that. is such, like. And Can that, you imagine? Can you Are you watching imagine. that new show on Omakasa? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, and yeah. Oh, the, uh, oh, the sushi sampler platter that the chef, chef made? Chef's chef choice? Of sushi? <laughs> okay. To, yes. to go back to the movie. Yes. So we are. We are meant to believe that she doesn't um, she doesn't really experience joy within with toys and she's not really uh, she's really big on telling people she's 11. She's not a kid anymore. 
And she then answers the phone. She, she's making yes, dinner. But she's, then at the she's end lit, of the like movie, like a noir film. There's one moment where you see her, where it, just like this isn't unspooled. Yeah. Okay, not Amy Nicholson. We don't need to hear about so, noir. Oh, the lighting was just like a it noir reminded film. Reminded me of Double Indemnity. <laughs> oh. Now in color, Wilder's intention. Johnson. I think when Howard Hawks. By the end of the movie, you know, the the lesson is that she has to believe in toys again and believe in the magic of childhood. Okay, but my issue with that is like, well, the fact that she doesn't and the fact that she's older for her age, inappropriately so, and called on to be this adult in the house. Is that too old? Paul, you're going to reveal too much about yourself. (laughs) I mean, that, I thought that, that 11 is, is an not indictment. That, I mean, that's pretty old. That's an indictment on the parents in the home. Absolutely, that is not her fault. And so no, to require that she believe, on, applaud for that. No, no, that's yes, the case. Applaud. No, applaud, applaud. No, I think I. Where's you're the dad? Absolutely right. The dad is absentee. I'm. Assu- I assumed they were divorced or that he was dead. Well, uh, yeah. But Got the dad is sled. not present. The mom is not engaged. The sister has to go to work, and Drew is doing the lion's share when, of work. When Happily the sister so. walks out of the house into a fucking blizzard with just In a neon a fucking pink. killer outfit. Okay. Oh yeah. We need she, to we need to carve out the next two hours. Do we have a picture of her outfit. outfit? It's like a beret, I mean, it's a in, pink jacket, it's nuts level stuff. It's a stuff. square. Yes. It's, yeah. a, it's the widest jacket it I've ever is, seen in my life. It's a jacket that looks like a vagina with her head as the clitoris. Uh, and and it's also and then the 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 plastic that might pink. have been on the toys and Babeland site. Sorry, yeah, that's I different. might have been looking at you a different thing. But the sister the sister works seemingly for, like at a like five at a five and, and dime, dime right? They it's call like, it a five and dime, but yeah. it also says toys outside, so it's it seemed like a five and dime toy store. I mean, my favorite moment is Richard Mulligan, who I think is a great actor. So uh, funny. Uh, he comes in, he's like. I told you to push the bears. And she's like, I work in customer service. Like he's like he's in a mammoth. Like he's doing mammoth. He was doing, yeah. He's like, push the fucking bears. The motherfucking bears is what you need to push. I gave you the bear lead. Sell these fucking bears. Sell these bears. I couldn't tell if it was Christmas Eve. Um, it but, was Christmas Eve. I mean, I yes. was so shocked. My entire personality is pretty much based on Golden Girls and Empty Nest. Just those two shows <laughs> I, 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 I've been created from. I watch them every night back to back. Wow. So, oh, obsessed. Wait, what about Love Boat, which came on next? I don't think I could stay up for that. So I only That's made it through I'm older Golden... than you. So yes. I could, because I watched those as well, straight into Love Boat. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I could not go there. to Love Boat. Yeah. I stopped there, but I loved him so much. I love that character so much. To see him this way was pretty shocking yeah. for me. Well, I mean, he lecherous. I thought he was great. Don't get oh, me wrong. He but is doing, was... and yeah, and, and for somebody who's not a great singer, I appreciated his song. What was his song? Uh, oh, yeah. Let's time. Yeah. Well, he, here, here we go. This song. Uh, refresher. <laughs> a monster piece. Uh, here we go. Let's take a. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, this yes, is very dark crystal. I to so- share with you, dear boy. The evil scheme that fills my heart with joy. 
Its evil theme will never cease. Cause I have created a monster beast. I've put in years of toil and strife. It feels like the music isn't even sure it's a song. Like That's, I it's agree. Like, like the like the people that are yeah. playing are like. I guess he's singing. Okay, we're gonna. There's never there's like no, the no, it never opens up. The, the songs, songs yeah. never do open. not further the plot at yeah. all. Which all musical songs should. They should give you more access. More. I mean, we basically get a song that is just about Cincinnati. Yeah. And then Best monster song. piece. And then that. And then the yeah. other. There's another one that I don't even. And they're remember. all kind of talked. Like they they never start well when they go to dub like I, to go back to pat marita when they go to dub his singing voice i'm like well now it will be a good one <laughs> and it felt like someone doing an impression of a bad pat marita singing voice it's like oh yeah i bet she's yeah. not a good singer i'll do that yeah nobody i mean i felt like everybody i don't i mean i'm not even sure that was his singing voice to be quite honest that i don't feels it, like it, right. I, I, I don't know i assumed everybody singer. was dubbed in this just because so many people seem to be being dubbed Keanu is dubbed for sure when he yes. sings. Yes. Drew Barrymore so is definitely Barrymore. dubbed. I mean, they they go to this world. Well, I mean, I want to talk about this world because we've been talking oh, about Toyland. Some, Toyland, which is the most monstrous place that you could ever possibly go. This I mean, is like a like a Wizard of like you said, it's the Wizard of Oz, except that instead of going to a fantastical world of Oz, she goes into a nightmare scape of 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 toys of storybook characters come to life which are just this and by the way this is like a bear out of wicker man this the, bear is scary yeah. everybody's these- wearing like sesame street level costumes uh, and- you can frequently see the seams between their necks you can frequently see human necks uh, uh, it is there's a lot of law enforcement in this town that don't seem to be doing much this is chi- and there's that frog also, so is we just, chilling. We just saw before too, like some of the characters are giving the physicality of like bears, and then others are just walking around. Yeah. I mean, people with the they clearly on. built the frog head with the pipe in it because I think the it's pipe- Sherlock Frog. The classic fairy tale oh, character. Right. It's got a Sherlock Tom Thumb, Sherlock Frog. That's Raggedy, Raggedy Ann. Who is, yeah. That's Raggedy Ann. But who is the lion with a football jersey? Yeah. I when mean, they would cut, when they would cut to a group shot, that motherfucker. There's the there's that mo- there he is. Oh, this fucking guy's trying to. I saw this and I was like, this guy's trying to get me. But here's the thing. While there are fully costumed characters, they're not going the cat's route where it's a human like dressed as like an animal. Then they're just regular people that look like pilgrims or like they, they but are they're all storybook characters. Yeah. They well, are we all, hope. I mean, you know, they're all, I think they are all, you know, meant to be from stories. Uh, you know, they are introduced as such. I mean, you know, this classic storybook character. That's the the owl from the Tootsie Pop commercial, right? (laughs) Old people like that joke. Uh, I mean, it's such a bizarre world. And and there's the the lion in the football jersey. The toy soldiers do come out to play, which makes it interesting because... There's a lady. Oh, look at him. There he is. Oh, look look at him. Oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Like, no matter... I mean... (laughs) I see you, Jason. No! That, is, that is haunting. 
That is that is the skill. Oh, that 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 that's that is haunting. Oh, this man, to that's me the is the closest thing that we could get to seeing Wes Anderson's nightmares. Yes. Like this feels like when Wes Anderson dreams, he sees this town and it scares him. Yeah. They're cute. It's so but- crazy too because nobody ever asks her like, "How'd you get here?" Yeah. You well, know? by the way, I mean, she gets there. She doesn't seem to have many questions. And, and like, even Neither when, do they, really. Even, even uh, at a point when she gets her driver's license, it's just a cookie. Right here. It says here. driver's license. Right yeah. here, I just want to show you. Stop it right here. That wooden soldier is crying. Yes. Now, does so, that mean the sweat has come out of the actor through it, the costume? Is it sap? Or do the wooden soldiers have tear ducts? Like, what is this? Well, here's my other question. We see these wooden soldiers displayed in the town square. Later on in the film, the toy master uh, says, oh, what's in that closet? And he opens it up. They're all covered in dust and cobwebs. And he goes, they're my great, my greatest joy. So did the cobwebs, are they in a place where cobwebs form very quickly? Did these escape? Are there different? Something happened, and I was trying to follow it. Something happened where the wooden soldiers couldn't be released until there was until someone believed someone in believed toys. in the toys. But so, these wooden soldiers are oh, okay. Well, this is the end of the movie, yeah. I believe. This is, I thought this is the beginning of the movie. Is it? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I think when definitely when the this tear when comes oh, out okay, is is, is yeah. it That's towards the end the of the guy. movie. Who is that? Who is that lion? Who's that football player? What story is that what from? Is that? I'm Tick Buckus. <laughs> I was a character creator for Dick Buckus, a cartoon show when the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I, I genuinely was like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? And he's crying. And some animals in this movie do I, do like wonk wonk, like uh, like uh, like yeah. a clench fist to eyeballs. I feel like they had a. I feel like they had a bunch of costumes, and then they were like, "Can we just find other costumes?" And so, like, there's a bunch of mascots just like blended in. Now, I will say, I watched this, so I watched half of the movie in a parking parking lot. You were were asked to leave a beautiful (laughs) sports. And then I watched the other half with our youngest son. Oh wow! And that was a different experience. He loved all of this. He loved it, and. When he saw the cookies coming out of that guy's hat, he said, I wish I could have a cookie in my hat. And then immediately after, I wish I had a hat. (laughs) (laughs) So, and loved Drew Barrymore, loved her, loved her, loved her. And, And then our older son came in too and also loved every second of it. So this movie has an audience. Yes, I'm here to report. Your kids are also huge Pete Rose fan. That's true. I mean, let him in the Hall of Fame, they say. This movie glorifies Pete Rose. And I'll tell you what this movie doesn't like. Like, This movie does not like people who are overweight. Uh, Because there are so many... Oh, so many fatty jokes. So many fatty jokes. And here's the thing. This guy, Gooby, Googie, whatever his name is, Googie saves Keanu Reeves from... There's a jailbreak in this movie. A straight-up jailbreak. And in this moment, like Googie saves him... And he's like, he said, I wrote it down. Like he says, like, Wait, do you mean Georgie Porgy? Well, his name is Googie in the real world, right? Is oh. it? Is it? Yeah. There's Googie? a character in this movie named Googie. Googie, yeah. So if his if his if his storybook character is going to be Georgie Porgy, why not have his name in the real oh, world sorry. be George? His real name is Googie. Wait. The actor's oh, name is Googie. You know what? 
That's it. I Show's gotta over. Go. Thanks so much, Show's you guys. Over. It was a great night. Thanks for writing that. It's not worth it. It's the last episode Gress. of the podcast. Googie Gress is his name. What? We're done. Wrap it. What? Googie Gress. Googie Gress. Googie Gress. Googie Gress plays Georgie Boy. Hold on. I gotta go back. Goo as in G-O-O-G-I-G-O-O-G-Y. Googie. Googie. Like the movie Gooby. But we did. Okay. And then the last name is Gress. Googie Gress. G-R-E-S-S. Googie Gress. Googie Gress. I'm done. I have nothing to say for the ever. That's it. Googie Gress. You know Googie Gress, right? How? Wow. And that's an actor. It's like, if anyone can sort of change their name is it possible that and get away with it, is it's it get me Googie. Is it possible <laughs> that it's Googie? I thought Googie Gress was actually the actor who played the wow. friend in Teen Wolf, not the MTV show, the Michael J. Fox movie, but it's not. Uh, oh, no, that's a different guy. Well, maybe it's not. He, no, he was so Francis. You, yeah, Francis. So you thought his, his real life name was Googie. His real life name is Googie. No, Georgie I'm sorry. Porgy. Georgie Porgy. So uh, Georgie Porgy. In the world when, of the movie, the in the real world in the movie is what Georgie. Is, it is Georgie. Okay. And okay. then Georgie Porgy. And so when Georgie rescues Keanu in the fake world, he goes, "Wow, you're the size of three heroes now." It's like, motherfucker, just rescued you. You call him fat? Like, just be like, "Thank you. You're a hero." Like, you don't have to like make a. Think, isn't that kind of Georgie Porgy's thing? What's the Georgie Porgy story? Put his finger in some pie. What, right? Wait, but what else happened after that? What happened after, what that? Happened after yeah. that? Georgie weighs 17 and a half stone with a waist of 50 inches. And uh, he's a constant Are you on British of- Wikipedia? <laughs> it, it is. It's historicuk.com. Why are you measuring in stone? We're in America, baby! Where we can't stop. Uh, yeah. Too dark? Too dark? Really? Uh. Oh, wait. Despite despite his larger size, George also established for himself a rather poor reputation for his lusty romps with the fairer sex that involves several mistresses, leaving a string of illegitimate children when he was 23. What are you talking about? I guess storybook. Georgie is based on a real person. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I get it now. Okay. Yeah, okay. So okay. I guess he was based on Edward George the First. George Edward the First. <sighs> okay, anyway. Or or King George the Fourth. I can't get into this British Wikipedia. It's too complicated. I'm, I'm, Everything is left to right. I'm not going to lie. I still haven't recovered from Googie. <laughs> I will never. I still am thinking about I it. I take off my blazer. I, I'm not present. <laughs> God. Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah, save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with 
free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I never like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry. And they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Now we'll say, yes. I, I, I do want to talk about Eileen Brennan's performance. And I was hurt that you thought it was Ellen Burstyn because Sorry. I was obsessed with her performance. So good. She's so good. I was obsessed with it. And Until she, she said she would, in hard times, sell some of the children. That uh, made me laugh so I mean, hard. yeah. I, I got it right she was here. hilarious. I mean, yeah. She really, like, lays it down. Like, she's, she's so good. Wait, and, a, and it, to be clear, if you haven't seen Private Benjamin, do yourselves yeah, a goddamn favor and watch Private Benjamin. Goldie Hawn, Eileen Brennan. Next level. Go ahead, Paul. When she yeah. says, there's a great line in here, too, where she says, like, um, my mom had too many, <laughs> my mom had too many kids, so they grew out of the uh, the boots. Sorry, let me find no, out. out of the shoe and into a pair of boots. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a list of jokes you liked? 
certain point, I was enjoying the movie. I was just yeah, like my too. children. I was enjoying every moment of it. <laughs> I was too. like, that's fun. I would like to go to that jail. <laughs> I mean, by the way, this uh, other thing about uh, Toyland is it is also uh, a hollow earth movie because everything in this movie, there's so much underground passages. So much tunnels. So many tunnels. I had a question though. Were the tunnels, was, was that? Okay, so 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 the bad guy, uh, Barnaby Barnacle, um, uh, lives in a bowling ball. <laughs> is, yes. that a, is that a story? No, I don't think right? Barnaby. I don't think Barnaby Barnacle okay, I, I want is to make a sense. thing. I want to make sure. Okay, because I, I, I love that though. That was I thought I it was thought great. That was great. And I yeah. thought it, I, I liked the look of somehow yeah. an ominous giant. Yeah, uh, cool. um, we should roll down at some point. Well, by the way, yes! they, they threaten it. They say sometimes it does yes! roll down and crash houses, and then I guess it goes back. That up. was yeah. Chekhov's bowling ball house. <laughs> you don't put a bowling ball you at can. the top of the hill unless it's going to roll down. You want to see that bowling ball take out those cars at the end instead but of that when, one character suiciding himself. Yeah, what I couldn't understand was they seem to establish two different places of evil, which is the underground caverns that they seem to exist in and the dark forest beyond. Right, but we never really so, get to the... I well, kind of yeah, felt like, right. well, I felt like the dark forest beyond Why aren't was they the actually, same? well, I thought, I don't think there is a dark forest. Now this beyond. is interesting. I don't think there Elaborate. is. Elaborate. Like the I village? think that he was using that as oh. a way of sort of keeping everyone there, but I don't think I there was actually, there were just gates. June, huh. let me ask you this. Where is Pat Morita getting all that evil from? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Pat Morita is a collector of evil. Well, I have a theory. (laughs) Yes. I have a theory. At the end of the movie, it seems to posit that Pat Morita, the toy master, Mm -hmm. is in fact Santa Claus. Who is wearing a Mrs. Claus outfit. No judgment. Yes. Just need to underline that that was the choice. Where's his hat? I was like, well, I don't know. It's not there. So you think that's a Mrs. Claus? That's definitely a Mrs. Claus. It yeah. is? Yeah. I thought very forward thinking. Very cool. Yep. Gender neutral Santa. I'm into it. I fully believed that was Santa. Because I'll be honest. If I'm Santa, why would I ever wear a hat? It's going to blow off. Hood all you, the way, baby. I got to tell you, this Santa's a little too hands-on for me because his little minions, everyone's got minions in this town. His minions are like, uh, Toymaker, how do we fix this doll? He's like, oh, you got to put eyes on it. If they don't know the basics, like if Santa's got to put eyes on all the dolls, like shit's gone south. He has yeah. not taught them the right thing. Yeah. Uh, but Santa, but he is the toy, he is Santa masquerading as a toy maker. I think he's both. I, I don't know. I think okay. he is one in the same. The, the, to the world, he's like, I'm toy maker. But then he's like, but I'm also saying, like, I feel like it's like, his, like, it's like, it would almost be like if, <laughs> if, if Superman was also the Flash. It's like my secret identity is Superman, but I'm the Flash. It's like, wait. Uh, well, no, because he's, they say earlier that he's making all the toys for Santa. For Santa. Right. So that would imply that the the Flash works for Superman. Well, yeah, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the DC universe, but I'm going to say this. I would love to. Listen. I'd love to drill down on this. I don't want to believe that Santa has a collection of evil things in a Well, yes, urn. sorry, sorry, yes. Oh, that's but what, that's what yeah. I was going to say is in his experiences as Santa, he comes in contact with evil, takes it, and puts Wait, it in the urn. Hold on. 
How does in the world. What's in there? In the what? world. Because he goes into the real world. He goes into our world. He says, I've heard of Cincinnati. You know how? I go there and I deliver presents. And so in our world, he encounters evil. And so he bottles it up. Wait, wait. But how does he encounter evil? Like, because it's like, does he go out and crime fight? Or is he just like, does he just have an urn open? Like, cap- like let me drive Give around me here. Give me that movie. Give me that movie. Let me yeah. hang out at the, like, because there is some, that's why I'm saying that's a different movie. Pat Morita is the toy master. He has a collection of evil ready to unleash. But it, it is a good question. Have other people, because nobody list? seems phased when Drew Barrymore, a human uh, child, arrives in to- Toyland. Nobody seems like, what are you or who are you or where are you well, from or whatever, even though there. she is from Cincinnati. Um there isn't a there isn't a, a an idea of good or bad uh, until we reveal that Bar- and how is Barnaby Barnacle evil? Also, shouldn't this movie end with him being redeemed? It's like the Grinch, but he doesn't win. Yes, he's but- like the Grinch or the, the the villain of the story. But for it well, to be a I Christmas movie, for, he should be yeah. filled with. He what? should be he should be redeemed, not banished yeah. to the bad or, forest with or, all of his demons. Or he's banished in that world, but in real life, he's learned his lesson at the Five and Dime, and is we don't well, get okay, that either. We don't get. But that. wait, but hold on. Now I need to ask you a question that I may have missed. She didn't really shoot out the back of that jeep. Did yes, she, she did. Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Whoa, oh, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Okay. All right, on. well, here's... Okay. What did you think happened? Okay, I thought that she was cooking by stirring that pot, and then she fell asleep and imagined everything on her couch. So you imagine... You don't, you don't think she left the house? Yeah. Oh, so you I think thought it was when like that static... You thought yeah. when well, the static Well, the Wizard of Oz, she's in a tornado. Yes, but it wasn't like... Yes, but wait. Wow, yes, but well, hold on. Thanks. Do you agree, Paul, that in the Wizard of Oz, I do. Dorothy is in a tornado? Yes, but here's my thought: is that she was in like a winter storm, and the power went out in her house, and she like the antenna fell, or like we don't know what the reason is, but she conked herself out. She had this vision of her going to her sister's store. We saw out. her conk herself out by jumping out of the back of a Suzuki sidekick. <laughs> On a sled where, and hitting a tree. But then where, like, at the end of the movie... Okay, this is the end. Okay, this is my thought. Sorry. I mean, I'm, I know I'm wrong. I don't know why I'm fighting it, but I, I, but I will. Um, this is shocking. Huh? Because I just thought that, like... the movie is very much about child endangerment. Well, okay... But like, so she, like she, okay, there's Santa. Oh, wait, Drew, uh, ba- Drew Barrymore, this is the age where Drew Barrymore would only star in movies in which something flies in front of the moon. <laughs> they were like, we got to get that E.T. shot. We got to get that E.T. shot in here. Um, well, I guess in my thought was like, when she wakes up on the couch, she's not bruised. She's not bandaged. She's not in a hospital. This child flew out of the back of a Jeep. She, she is concussed. Well, without at, at a bare minimum, she shouldn't be allowed you should be like, to sleep. oh my god, I flew out of the back of the jeep. I only got a concussion. Like that would but be like. You yeah. know what my thought was because I was concerned about that too. They are worried about her. The mom says that Barely. we were really worried about you. But is Googie there? But- Googie is Googie there. is there, but the little brother's in bed. They took the time to put the brother, brother in, bed. in bed. They should be in the hospital. She but should yes. be. It's a blizzard. They're not supposed to be driving. Like I So did. they went and found her body. Also, they brought it back were, to the house. Also, I think they were close to okay, home. Okay, I want to. Here's what I want to say. So 
So when Drew Barrymore, again, 11 years old, left home alone on Christmas Eve. Okay, maybe that's the world we're living in, okay? Where mom's getting changed the in the The telephone tire. line goes down and the... Um, um, the antenna uh, falls off the And the, the antenna for the TV. The electricity doesn't go out. The TV and the phone. She puts on her winter coat and walks to the toy store where her sister lives. So they are in walking Wait, distance. Wait, not lives. I mean, he's working. He's working. He's working. <laughs> you know what I mean. But she's also... Uh, she just yeah. walks there. An 11-year-old can walk there. So then if Keanu Reeves is like, I'll drive you guys home, it must be like right there. It must... Why do they drive so long? Why do so they have... So many verses. So many verses of the song. They should, they should be able to... C-I-N-N-I... We're here. Here's the thing. Uh, Suzuki Samurai uh, can only make right turns. So it does take a longer time. <laughs> I thought I thought they were setting up that she walked a really long time to get to that five and time oh, store because that's I, how much of a little adult she is. That's that would make sense. I in my mind I was like, oh, it's small town America. They she lives ten minutes from the store maybe, or something. Maybe. You know the equivalent of yeah. Mm. <laughs> she never left that house. That's an absurd she statement. So you think? Wait, wait, wait. You, you think, think she that's got- an absurd? She had a sorry, so a concussion fantasy is different than like I fell asleep on the couch. In the Wizard of Oz, but the same thing. In the Wizard of Oz, she doesn't just like she concuss herself down. at home. The, the house flies away. She so falls you down. think the concussion is creating the fantasy, not just yes. the sleep? Nah. <laughs> I mean, or she's dead. We got it. We got it. Jacob's ladder scenario. Um. All right. Le- all right, so, all right, all right, let me ask you guys this. What did you think about the big fix uh, when they're all getting poisoned by gas? And, and oh, they say... I cannot believe we haven't even talked about they're that They're getting sequence. poisoned by gas, and the, what Just they play, need... This is, this, uh, this is nuts. They, they say, don't <laughs> breathe it in. And if you breathe it in, the, the gas is the personification of evil. So to breathe it in will turn them into ghouls or the minions of the Barnaby Barnacle, the right? Those Feratus that he We get to with. see those monsters later on. But Correct. the crazy thing is they're all yelling at each other to not breathe it in. Correct. And, and in doing so are just breathing it in, in much, then much like Drew's, all of us in here tonight. <laughs> and then Drew Barrymore's solution is, hey, if we can't breathe it in, let's all sing. Because I'm from Cincinnati, and Cincinnati has, like, she says, I'm immune to the evil gases. I immediately, she goes, because I'm from Cincinnati. <laughs> well, that was, not like, because I'm not from your world. Not for, it was like, not, it was just, because I am from Cincinnati. Then she it's goes on. It's as if on, the movie, because Barnaby, Bar- Barnaby Barnacle is also obsessed with her, he only calls her, what is it? Like, Cincinnati yeah, or Cincinnati. yeah. Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Sinsawatsky, thank you. He only calls her Sinsawatsky. She's constantly saying Cincinnati. It's as if Cincinnati is a protective barrier or in another way of saying it, a good thing. (laughs) Which I have an issue with. Now, what she has to do here to save them is not only have them breathe in more poison gas, but also teach them the song? They already like, know, they know it. it. They, they know it in their that? hearts. Yeah, they okay. know it in their hearts. They seem to... Don't breathe it. Don't breathe it. Just fight it. You must. You too, Lisa. Nothing's happening to me. I guess I'm immune because I'm from Cincinnati. Yes, Cincinnati. Take it off of me. It'll help keep your mind straight. 
Ohio, Ohio, USA. the lyrics I'm she, sorry every actor in that scene deserves an Oscar yes Amen. what what must have it been like oh to shoot God. this movie on a process level you're sitting in your chair you're waiting everybody's dressed up in their weird costumes and you're like do you know all the lyrics to the Cincinnati song <laughs> let's rehearse oh. it one more time I'm and still also working. like trying to figure out like what level of monster are you going for yeah so, like, we're in the same movie, you know, we all have to, like, figure out what that's going to be. And, by the way, they did. They did. I mean, when, did. when he goes, it's Cincinnati. And like the, that, sister, the sister does yeah. it that's next. That's the same yeah. thing. They, he even goes harder into yep. turning then, into evil. And, and then, then so does Googie. Googie does it the best. Because <laughs> Googie is the one that you think he's going to lose it. <laughs> somehow, I don't know what it is yet, but somehow Googie is the t-shirt. I, I don't mean, know I how. just that guy's face. Just Googie. That's Googie. it. I'm also like, Googie. what? Give me that Googie. Okay, I'm, Googie is not on the birth certificate. So what? I'm like, my mind is racing. Like, what? what is his Christian name? Like, what? It's Greg? Frank? Frank? For hold sure? On, hold on. Somebody said it here. What? It's Frank. It's Frank. You're right. Fran- no, it's Francis. Googie Gress, born as Francis Gress Jr. Is Googie a common nickname that we've just never heard? Does anyone in this room know a Googie? He was on the show Is Charmed. Is there a Googie here? He was on Charmed? He was on Charmed. Is Googie here? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Googie. Googie. All right. Guys, I have how it came up. Francis Gress Jr. was born in Brooklyn, New York, and as an infant, his father called him his Googie baby that became googie and he was raised in connecticut where there is a state law that if you have a stupid nickname it's stuck that's what he says in interviews um and wow. he, yeah that's it Holy to introduce cow. yourself that way right. that's <sighs> wow that is like he lives here in los angeles let's get him Let's get Googie! Find find Googie! Bring him to us! Wolf have to fight off his wife and three kids, Clara, Frank, and Gus. But besides that, we can get him. Yes, he's married to the love of his life, Clorinda LaRoss, but we can get him. We will raise those child as our own, those children as our own. You know what, let's, let's see if anyone has some questions. This audience has a lot of information about Googie, uh, a lot of questions about the movie. So if you have a question, raise your hand, and by the look of you, I'll, I'll see. Oh, yeah, right down here. You raise your hand first. What's your question? Hi. Do you get, like, a very weird sexual innuendo about the entire movie yeah. with, like, young women and, like, 16 This is great. Okay, so I'm going to repeat it just because there's no mic there. Is there, like, a weird innuendo that we're getting about... Child bride. I would go so far as to say it is not an innuendo. It's not one at all. It's plain fact. Let me be clear. It is not subtext. It is text. Text. Yeah. The text of this movie is old men want to fuck young girls. Man, marry young girls. Child brides. I mean, let's, I mean, now I know we we teased it. I just feel like we have to play has this lecherous scene. I think the only reason why it's so fun is because he's so good. Hi there, beautiful. I have been watching you uh, with the teddy bears. What do you think you're running here, a charity bazaar? The merchandise was faulty. There was no refund. 
The customer took a punching bag in exchange and was quite satisfied. One thing I can say for you, Angela, is your personal merchandise is by no means faulty. But when I say Barf. push the teddy bears, Ew. I mean push the teddy bears. Clear? I'm not a salesperson, Mr. Barney. I'm customer service, and I was doing my job. Doing your job is pleasing me, which in your case would not be difficult, you know what I mean? No, I don't. You know, for a smart-looking girl, you're really pretty dumb. Don't you know it's better business to be nice to the boss than to some pretty stock boy with his fingers in the tail? Wow. I didn't like how he said fingers in the tail. Ooh, what a villain. What a villain. All right, anybody else? Anybody else? Uh, Yeah, yeah, right here. Yes. Great question. Great question. Wow. There uh, is, let, me, let me repeat it just so we have no, it because it's so good. I mean, is uh, that why Humpty Dumpty didn't fall off of oh, it? Oh, Do not so bring ni- him up. In 1986, the movie was filmed in Germany, and in the film, uh, they burst through a wall. Does this movie predict the fall of the Berlin Wall? Well, that's wall? why um, Georgie Porgy at one, at one point says, Mr. Barnacle, tear down this wall. It was weird that they shot that uh, lion in 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 an NFL jersey as he tried to run past the wall. Uh, uh, All right, anybody? uh, Yeah, okay, yes, yes. Um, Did you hear the implication when Mary Contrary said that it's always daylight? Uh, And they only seem to eat cookies and cakes. Okay, what was the first part of that? It's always daylight. But but you said something before that, right? She said, Implica- did you what's hear the implication, the implication of it or no? Okay, got it. Yeah. So, what is the implication of it always being daylight? I wrote that down too. That doesn't seem like a, a pleasant thing. That seems like what you like a torturous it's hell thing. on earth. Well, I'm assuming that for the uh, storybook characters, it doesn't matter. But for for Drew Barrymore's character, she needs to sleep. It's like Insomnia, that Robin Williams remake. Uh, yeah. but, yes. but here's the thing. Also, she said that cookies are it, everything. Ro- cookies are currency. They're also cookies. And they're also driver's licenses. So, like, how do you know if you're eating a cookie? Cookies are everything in this world. Cookies Except are for cakes. Cookies are currency. Are, cookies are drive. It's everything. And the cakes that they're making, they're, we lost six months of cakes, but it doesn't seem like cakes would have that long of a shelf life. Like it a, shouldn't be out there for six months. Yeah, not. it doesn't look like a refrigerated area at all. No, I would agree with that. Another, oh, I mean, let's be very clear. The cookie factory is not up to code at all. The cookie factory seems to be making cakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Also, so many trap doors. Every building is Hollow full, Earth, man. Is this is dripping down in there. trap doors. Yeah. Don't talk to him. Don't point at me. Yeah. There was a roach, like a like the end of a joint? Like a real roach. There was a roach in the cookie factory. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, so Thank yeah, you. so we're we're the, yes, we Thank saw that there was actually there's an actual roach in the movie. An actual roach in the movie. I didn't realize you were saying I was right. I agree with you, I am right. <laughs> yeah, over here. Yeah, what do you got? Yes. Do you think that both of those 
those actors auditioned for the same part and the director was like, I just gotta have them both. It is interesting. So Richard Mulligan's character is surrounded by, I call them two Nosferatus. Like they're, they're on either or side. Or Nosferatu. <laughs> They, um, they are... Or Nosferatu's. They are identical. <laughs> they don't do anything different except for the one suicides himself in the car chase, which is he jumps out of the car like, like Dom in Fast and the Furious, but to no end, just to the, to the ground. I don't know why. I'll pay $10,000 for those two characters to be in Fast and Furious 10. <laughs> Without any explanation or, or explanation. That's they the come, Toretto brother? They come out of Toyland... The Fast and Furious 10 goes to Toyland, they get in those little cars, they drive around, and then they bring them into the I real world. Like, Boom. I'm still shocked. Like, it's one, it's one thing seeing, like, Drew Barrymore in a little car. She's so young. But to see Richard Mulligan. In a little guy, car that in that sounds little like, car. In a little car that sounds like Bubbles and, like, like old, like, Hanna-Barbera. It definitely had Banana Splits vibes. Yeah. And they're all driving around a town square. Like, there's nowhere to escape. Even when Keanu Reeves escapes from the jail, he's not under any disguise. He just drives right through the center of town. And at the end, when they're all racing, it seems like they're just racing through, like, like a block. They're just like, you know, it's like there's not much ground to cover. Like, just get out of your car and you'll catch them. Yeah, just walk. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, the cars don't go fast. And they're being driven by children. And the other thing is, the the, the car chase... Uh, uh, the, our heroes all drive away. And what's left is Richard Mulligan and the Nosferatus just are driving in circles around a building at each other over and over and over until they crash. <laughs> so wait, no, let me just say something because now I'm realizing something. So, so the moral, like, there's a lot of morals to Christmas movies, right? There's, you know, like, whether it's like the most, uh, 8-Bit Christmas, the most important part of, of, of the holidays is not Thank the you. gift. It's Thank about... You. It's about spending time with the people that you love. It, you know, whether it's, you know, the Grinch. Love Actually. It's about uh, uh, your wife she getting a Joni Mitchell CD instead, of the, loves Joni instead Mitchell. of the thing. Or trying to steal your best friend's wife. Or going to America and sleeping with a bunch of random people. All the Love Actually great all holiday All the tropes. great bits. All the great bits. But like here, the moral is, hey, kids, don't grow up too fast. Which is, Seems by like the it. way, but that's a fine, like, Toy Story, like, that's a fine moral. My prop, well, but my 80s, problem 80s is... 80s divorce kids, uh, that's what this movie is about, I feel like. Absolutely, 80s but my problem kids. is, AKA like, I don't story. know that this is by choice. I don't know that she wants to be this little adult mother figure in her home. She very much does I believe doesn't. she has to be to she survive. Says, quote, I always wanted to be a kid. That's devastating. What? That's devastating. That's a line Drew Barrymore at 11 years old crushes. Yeah, and it's she does. Devastating. It true. It's yeah. a devastating. I, I mean, always should... wanted to be a kid at 11. I understood that. Do you want to believe, Lisa? Yes, I do. More than anything. I guess life just made me grow up too fast. Oh. Although I do still have my teddy. I kept teddy. Did you hear that, everybody? Okay. She kept her teddy. Yes, I kept my teddy. Now, what I really needed to see was when we were back in present day, 
I really needed to see that mom like clock this. All of it. All yeah. of it. And that, think like, I'm going to make a few different choices. Change needed, the, cha- the, the change of what happened in Toyland needed to be established in the coda when she wakes up. Yeah. Right, because, that, that we, yes. we would then understand her life would be made better. She would be allowed to be a child. But hold on one second. I'm looking at this and going, like, she doesn't even get to be the hero of the story, really. I mean, she helps. She helps. But it's like, it's not her story. Like, it's like, well, I guess maybe that's Wizard of Oz, too, right? I, I mean, mean, there's a world in which she comes back and says, like, hey, mom, I need help. I mean, you, honestly. Or says, or, where's dad? And then the mom hugs her like Goodwill Hunting says, "Not your fault. Yes, it's not your fault." Or, or it's then- something like 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 the, the 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 like the bare minimum we get in the movie is that she wakes up. They have We're a saying bee. bear like the least, not yeah. the bear like a not furry. Like the teddy bear. There's a lot of bears. And in the she bear. looks past, and there's a wooden soldier as one of the gifts on the thing, and it like salutes her or whatever. And that's basically it. It's like she still has a little bit of like the magic uh, like, of yeah. uh, 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 these toys come to life or, or whatever. Like, I'm just saying that but she it's, is it's, the adult. She is ultimately the adult in Toyland. Like it might as she's, well have yeah, been. She wakes, all up, adult she, she wakes up on the couch and her mom's like, I thought dinner was going to be ready. Yeah. What were you mixing because you didn't clean the dishes? What's this? I heard you fell out of the back of a Suzuki sidekick. Yeah. Your father's going to be very upset. When he finds us, Uh, he's coming back. Trust me. I wish I went to Toyland. If only you would be more responsible, your father would come back. It's also interesting, though. What's interesting to me is that they make her the middle child. The mediator. Yeah, because she's not like, like oldest daughter's powerful force in the world. And usually take on that sort of like mother, mother like energy in the household. But she's actually the middle child taking care of her older sister and making dinner for her younger brother. Well, her right. first question when she wakes up from a couch coma is where's Johnny? Where's the little, brother? Where's the little boy? I can't remember what his name is. She just, where's Johnny? She just woke up from a coma and is remembering. Because that wasn't even part of the, they weren't trying to find him. Johnny in the beginning. Like Johnny was with the mom. Mom was getting chains on her tires. That was fine. And the mom was like, hey, look, I know it's snowing. I got a couple more errands to run. I'll be back soon. Like the mom is not coming home. But, you know, maybe what we're talking about is do we need hospitals? <laughs> but again, it's the 80s. It's the it 80s. Is. They basically were like, walk it off. Pat Morita, Karate Kid, just slapped his hands together. Concussions weren't a real thing. You could get a couple of those. Um, all right, another question from the back. Anybody in from back? Yeah, great. Yeah, you can say that. Is there any way where this traumatizes Keanu to basically develop the cloning technology and replicas for the same family? Great idea. So people are hypothesizing, is this character that Keanu plays uh, a prequel to what we saw in Replicas where he... Uh, must replicate his family, you know. The, the, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to get too deep in the car accidents. No. <laughs> Over there in the back, yeah, right there, yeah. Yep. Okay, two quick things. First, sure. I'm from Ohio, Cincinnati sucks. A woman Thank from you. Ohio what? says Thank Cincinnati you. sucks. Right. Cincinnati Even sucks. Cincinnati <laughs> sucks. 
Cincinnati sucks. Cincinnati sucks. That's going in the podcast. Devin, keep it in. I hope we never play yes, Cincinnati. For me. Yeah. One word, Rosebud. Okay. So someone's coming after this me. This isn't Dunspool. Not Dunspooled, folks. Is we that Amy get Nicholson? It. We understand it, but that's not. Get Thank out you. of here, Nicholson. Thank you, Amy Nicholson, uh, for that. So she she brings up. Now I have I have an answer for that. You said repeat the question. You, you, they're going to repeat the question. She said, uh, Paul, you say that you know a sled is not influential. Susan Kane. Rosebud, she said Rosebud, Citizen Kane reference. Here's what I'll say about that. When was Citizen Kane made? 1942. How, how old was Citizen Kane when, uh, when, when Charles Foster came when he died? When, how old when he was he born? When was he born? Well, what's happening what? right now? Why are, <laughs> let, let just, let just Why say. Why are you condescending right? to our yeah. audience? Yeah, they're. Let's just say this. They're here in mass. Let's just say this. Watching us. Let's just. Are you Say this. In 1911, <laughs> a sled would be a big fucking deal. So I agree with you. Yes, if in 1911 I was 10 years old and I got a sled, I'd be like, oh my God! The only thing for entertainment is newspapers. Yeah! It would be the fucking best. This is 86. We're talking Goonies in the movie theater. Nintendo's on our screen. Sylvester Stallone is killing Russians. You're giving me a fucking... Fuck you and your sled. Wow. Give me wow. a Nerf gun. Give me laser tag. Wow. Give me a gift. Wow. Paul Shear, the spirit of Christmas. Give me, wow. give me, give me. Wow. Did you ever... Did you ever go... Yeah, I went right? sledding. And guess what? The other kids have fucking sleds. And you take turns. Oh, so you're you a fucking bu- chair. Oh, so you're oh, that wait guy. a second. So you're you never got one. Aha! So you never Aha! got one. I Aha! had a sled. I had a sled. It doesn't register with me because it's not that big a fucking deal. You fucking were. Sled. You were the sledless. Sled. You were one of those sledless wow. kids who's like, can I get a ride on your sled? Can I, can oh, I get a ride get on your sled? Hey, get I got next on ready. your sled. Get ready, motherfuckers. I'll drop this on you. I had a horse-drawn carriage. We bring that shit out in the winter, and I didn't give a what shit about it. What is that mean? talking about? A what fucking sled that the horses about? drew. You had, about. Oh, that's right. You had horses. So we would put on the fucking skis on the horse-drawn carriage. Put skis on horses? That's no. on the carriage. That's not a on sled. On the carriage. That's not a sled. I'm just saying, I got winter toys. That's not a toy. It's not a toy of giant mammals. It's a sled. <laughs> this is insanity. I'm really upset. I'm really upset, and I'm I'm parenting with this person. Okay. We're the I, stewards of childhoods, and this is very scary. I'm like, I that is this is wild. These are wild takes, Paul. Anybody else got a question? Yeah, right over here. Oh, I went yeah, here, but you yeah. go there. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, were you hoping that Trollo would burst out of the trunk at the end of I gotta talk about this character. All right. Repeat the question. This is like a Dark Crystal kind of character, a, a Henson esque Muppet that is a, a Cyclops bird whose giant main eye is also a TV. 
And looks dead. And looks dead. Like, it is unsettling. It's It's like the difference between creating a Muppet and a statue with one moving part is but light the, years. But the thing is, and you and 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 Richard Mulligan continues to use it in order to spy on uh, Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves and the heroes of the story. So so that's how he's staying ahead of them. But every frame in the movie, you're looking at the gross, cloudy eye oh. of this puppet, and and then like a TV screen is kind of superimposed onto it. It's disgusting it really is and bizarre and really and this is where i was like oh i kind of am into this in a i wish this had like a dark crystal i wish these characters were more sketsies more scary more creatures but they're not they see again you see all the seams and all the weirdness and yes you're right they put him in a box they put him away of course trollog should come back and and maybe even help defeat his owner or his his, his but that's the, not it's about it's not about it's not about turning the tide it's just about it really it's not about that it's yeah. just about him being banished nobody nobody gets converted in a christmas movie into feeling the power of christmas or believing in toys like the like a barnaby barnacle should should be it should be him that believes in toys again so that the movie can resolve it doesn't need to be drew barrymore because he mm-hmm. is he is the equivalent of someone who's not interested in who doesn't want. I agree. Want, he's the villain. Oh, right? actually, I just had a thought about something. Is it about sleds are awesome? Well, June, your movie Epic Christmas. Does a yes. kid in that movie want a sled? Doubling down. No. What does he want? A Nintendo. Nintendo, nineteen eighty six. Here's some of the toys that came out in nineteen eighty six. Fucking Nintendo! That's a toy. My pet monster had it. That's a toy. Paul, can I ask My you a buddy hey, had it. Hey, Paul. That's a toy and a friend. Quick question. Quick uh, question for you, Paul. Omnibot 2000 had it. Do toy. you think that Mary, working at the five and dime, can afford a fucking Nintendo for she her sister? She could maybe afford she gives, Photon. She gives half of her salary to pay for the was the generic toy to laser tag. It was cheaper than laser tag, and I had Photon. Anyway, I had a lot of these wow. 1986 toys. Now, are you just using this to flex? Teddy Ruxpin had it. I had it. I had a phone. This is sad. This is so sad. This is so sad. So You're upsetting. going to share a costume. Had it. Why? Wanted it. Why, why do you have that bookmarked? <laughs> why is that so accessible to you, that list of toys you had also, in 86? And I'm this not gonna, is by heartbreaking. The way, what I'm not going to do tonight is I'm not going to go back on thinking sleds are cool, okay? I do. I think sleds are great and awesome and a lovely gift. What I'm also going to say, though, is that this is her sister. This is her older sister. This isn't, she's not going to get, like, the, the thing of her dreams, Except they, necessarily. This is sister works at the five and dime. Yes, and this is a lovely thing for an older sister to get a younger sister. Especially a younger sister who she feels like is behaving too responsibly. Go she wants fun. to get give out her, of the house. She get wants to give her a toy, something to have fun with, something to, exactly, leave get the house and stop doing the work. Say, come on, 
Kitchen So she understands. Double her Don't let her have an adventure toy. Give her a practice oven for her future. I was like, let's get her a toy so she can make more food for the family. Not because she's not because yeah. Wow. Wow. They need to eat. This is this. This is really like we have placed this microphone down here on stage. We have had two people coming up here. What's your name? My name's Anna. Anna, oh, welcome. Give it up for Anna. <laughs> All right, here we go. It is now time for second opinions. Woo! <laughs> Drew Barrymore wakes up in Toyland where she teams up with friends and family to overthrow Barnaby. 5.4 out of 10 stars on IMDb. Does it sound forgetful? Well, it was made for TV. <laughs> Mulligan, Brennan, and Reeves, let's go. Like a Christmas show. Pat Morita has the toys ready to go. Giddy up, giddy up, second opinions thrive. On how did this get made live? Babes in Toyland 2021, and we made it out alive. Yes! Beautiful! Amazing! Amazing! First person back, hit it out of the park. Absolutely stunning. Thank you so much. Next one, come on up. Beautiful voice, my God. All right, what's your name? Uh, I'm Natalie. Natalie, welcome. That's great. You, where you were saying was perfect. I love your stellar skateboard shirt. Uh, all right, Natalie, take us away. It is now time for second opinions. I'm dreaming of a crap movie, <laughs> just like the ones I used to watch. Where the Humpty Dumpties don't fall. <laughs> Tell me what's the point of it all. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank Great work. Wow. We got some that voices was fantastic. tonight. Guys, I just had a moment of panic. Oh, what? That I was like, oh shit, am I recording this? Because we've been doing it at home on Zoom so much. It's like, I didn't, I don't think I hit record. I don't think I hit record on QuickTime. I literally had that. We have our amazing, our Devin, amazing. Give producer. it up for Devin. Devin. Up there in the booth. Devin, up in the booth. It was. But just to be clear, Devin, are Devin. you recording this? Jason and June, I normally do second opinions. Oh, what, what is this? Um, are you okay? Are you about to propose? I just want you to know, and this is for everybody in the audience and for you both know, you don't know what's about to happen. Oh, oh no. I'm scared. I don't um, like surprises, Paul. Oh, what did you it. do? No. But I'm not going to do second opinions today. <laughs> I'm not going to do second opinions today. I have is a it a very Googie special cameo? guest. I have what a very special guest doing our second opinions. So here we go. Okay. Um, take it away, <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Oh, hello, June, Jason, oh and Paul. God. How are you guys? I'm so excited to do oh, this geez. with you. Let's read some reviews, shall we? 
for the obscure masterpiece, um, Babes in Toyland. By the way, Keanu Reeves was just here, and he sends you all his best. All right, Lynn M. Hansen writes, subject line, Drew Barrymore. That's right, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore does a great job in this remake of Babes in Toyland. It is not my favorite, but it is very good. And then five stars. I think that's where that review was going, but okay. Ben writes, I remember being scared of this movie when I was a kid. Those creatures and those two evil sidekick dudes really creeped me out. So I just watched it again about 30 years since seeing it as a kid, and I'm happy to report that it's just as creepy as I remembered. I will update my review in another 30 years when I watch it again to see if it's still as terrifying. Five stars! <laughs> Jay Pencian writes, I absolutely love this movie. I absolutely love this movie to death, but it's only on VHS. It's one of the best versions of Babes in Toyland, in my opinion. If anyone knows how to get this in DVD form, let me know. I'd do anything to find it. Let me know. It would really make my holiday and year. And if you haven't seen this movie and still have a VHS, buy it ASAP. Why are you still reading? Buy it now! I'm going to go on record and say I had no idea that anyone knew about this movie. And that it's exciting to see that anybody gave it a five-star review. And I bet there are a lot of one-star reviews out there of it as well. And I'd be interested in seeing those too. But as the person who was in this movie, when I was 11 years old, we shot it in Munich, Germany for six months. And we just had the best time ever. It was actually really fun. And um, I don't know. All I can say is that I give you guys, June and Paul and Jason, five stars! Oh, my God. I love her so much. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Incredible. Wow, that was a surprise. Incredible. My Christmas gift to you both. Thank you so much. Okay, I love her so much, oh. and I just, I just love her so much. And that is watching this movie. I was like, God, she's so winning, and so is Keanu. Like yeah, watching yeah. the two, those two child faces in this movie, it really does make it so uh, watchable. And, well, I, and can I just say something st- too? I just wanted to like. I spent all of yesterday writing a script for Drew and Keanu because they were going to do it together. Their interview ran too long and he had to run to another event. So at the last second, like he had signed off on it. He had done it. We had them going back and forth with different reviews. But they were both, the fact that they are both still like that, like into it and having, and friendship. I I love them both. And that they're both still thriving. Yes. Oh God, are they ever. They are thriving. God, are they ever. TikTok, Mr. Wick. Um, TikTok. They're both thriving. And what's, and, and, and I will say this, like the movie is, the movie, I mean, the movie is just absurd and an absolute cavalcade of nonsense. But it's watchable because they are so good. As is Pat Morita, as is, and I'm forgetting the actress who plays Mary, her sister, uh, who's great. As is Ellen Burstyn. (laughs) As is Jerry Orbach. As is. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody puts Baby in the corner. But listen, that's what makes the movie work because if it didn't, it would be unwatchable and as it is it is delightfully unwatchable because you're like what the fuck 
Six months? Six months in Germany. Doing what? Six months? The whole movie takes place on a pile of dirt. 45 minutes. That's two hours and 25 minutes. That was the original cut. Now, here's the thing. You were taught people were talking like. Thank you, Paul. That was a real treat. That was was incredible. That was a surprise and a real treat. Um, June and I, no idea. Just so you guys know, just a surprise. Loved it. Yeah, I would not surprise you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Googie. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this um, people are saying, you know, is this a prequel to Keanu Reeves' character in Replicas? It's not, but it is responsible for Keanu Reeves learning how to ride a motorcycle. He did not know how to do it. He wanted to learn. He paid a woman there in Munich to learn how. Did he ride a motorcycle in this? No, he just oh, that, just, that just while camera. just while he was there. The six oh. months that he was there, and he, he was, now owns a motorcycle company. Yes, oh. this is this movie literally started that love of motorcycles. He liked motorcycles, but he learned. And when he came back from this movie, his first purchase was. A motorcycle. Wow. And uh, like we said, this movie came out in 1986. It's rated G. Um, it's rated G, but there is at the end a Saving Private Ryan level of violence. It's the like wooden hand soldiers to hand, yeah, come out with guns combat. and cannons that don't shoot like silly string or no. something fun and, and story timey. They shoot bullets and cannonballs. Yeah. You got it. I mean, look, there's some harsh realities here. And, uh, and that, that also speaks to Drew's character's mind. She wasn't going to envision funny confetti. True. Bullets. True. Um, True. The tagline of this movie. <laughs> A commentary on the Vietnam War. The quagmire of Toyland. The tagline is, uh, is, a, is a kind of a clunker. Uh, you must truly believe in toys. Which kind of gives away the ending, if that's your tagline, but whatever. Here's what I, my question about that is, it's, it, the, the, the idea that belief in toys. Toys. Not toys. Humanity. That, like, not, not exactly, love, not yeah. the Christmas and not, spirit. And also not, here's, uh, it's like Toy Story is, it is about the toys and it isn't, you know. It's also about imagination. And that's also what they're missing here, which is, the idea that you just believe in an inanimate object. Like that's not what we are believing in. Just We're believing in what bear, children yeah. can make up in their own minds yes. and the stories we can uh, tell. Stories is almost yes. more what it would be. The, the, the belief of the Christmas spirit or the story of Christmas or the generosity or the I whatever. Not that the, the, uh, the, 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 the toys themselves. She doesn't leave with an actionable thing. Like she doesn't go back, like she goes back home or awakes from her coma, however you want to view it, and, and says, I now believe in toys, which I don't think that's going to change the day-to-day. No, it's not. Like, I, I still think that the mom's going to be like, we need food on the table. I got to go run some more errands with your little brother. Paul, yep. did he you... He wants to be a commercial actor. We got to get him out there for auditions. Did you really, thing. like, did you feel like, for you, you connected with her character a lot as having not had a real childhood? I, I will say this. When you were, and I mean, I mean this in a very sincere way, when you, were, when you were talking about that wasn't normal, like her answering the phone and cooking dinner, I was like, really? Like that, like that didn't seem, like that didn't seem bizarre. Like none of that stuff read weird. I was like, yeah, yeah, she's just a kid. 
Like, like, yeah. So that she's just it, a kid who's got to get dinner done on time and make sure <laughs> the little brother's taken care of. And yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, that that stuff seemed. She normal. also does that thing where she's like, ring, ring, ring. Hi, mom. Hi, how are you? Like, where she yeah. just immediately launches into <laughs> conversation. Um, top three movies, eighty six. Top Gun, Crocodile Dundee, The Karate Kid Part Two. Uh, the other movies from eighty six from How Did This Get Made? Cobra, uh, Howard the Duck. And Maximum Overdrive and Rad. So it's a big year for how did this get made. Would you recommend people see Babes in Toyland? I would. I would too. I, I yeah. absolutely would. Yeah, I think so. It's wild. It's, it's <laughs> wild. I'm, I would argue that like, I w- not only do I want people to see it, but I want people to see it in a volume that demands that we get the longer cut. The 145. I want the 145 in the same well, way that I want Peter the, Jackson's yes. 15-hour cut is, of Get there Back. There is on YouTube. The 145 is on YouTube. Oh, it and is? He's like, yes. Hold on. By what? the way, that's why it's a six-month. It was a six-month shoot. 145, yes. two hours and 20 minutes. And they had, you know, and but they Can were all- Can I interrupt all for one yeah. second? Did anybody here watch the 145? Raise your hand. Don't go crazy. No. no, you're rational people. Okay, you're okay. people from LA. You have other things to do. That's why Quippy was invented. I'm just curious if someone had. Wh- I was curious what was what did yeah. they see? Well, um, basically, there's a couple of reviews that I read where people were a little bit more excited about uh, the, the. There's some better songs. They felt like oh. the better songs were left on the cutting room floor. Interesting. Uh, but again, those are people leaving five star reviews for Babes in Thailand. So <laughs> I, I'm not really judging their taste as an arbiter of mine. But I will say this much: um, what I love about this movie is, and we talked about this before, like whether it's like Valerian and a thousand planets or Jupiter ascending, whatever we watch her. It's like, I like fucking weird. Like, it's like, this is a kid's movie. Like they will never make like a movie this weird. You'll never have the peering Humpty Dumpty like, yeah. Oh, by the way, just while we're at it, someone go home, make that gif. Yeah. Gif? Gif. Gif? Gif. Make that gif. I want that gif of Humpty Dumpty peering out. Put it up on the whatever. Well, we have done it. It's our first live show back. Felt great. Jason, June, I'm Tall John. Holy shit. A big thank you to Devin up in the booth, our producer Molly Reynolds, our producer Cody Fisher, um, all the people who make this work. Avril Halley for finding this movie and sticking with it for three years. Uh, Nate Kylie. Uh, who does all of our amazing research. And now I will say this, Jason uh, and July Diaz. July Diaz, who is our MVP, our person who listens through the whole thing. Always getting Kyle Waldron and, of course, Zach McAleese, uh, who's a ghost of Craig T. Nelson on Instagram, who does all of our art. Jason, June, what do we want to promote? What do we want to talk about? I I, I don't need to plug anything. I just want to say I'm just so happy to be here. And thank you for wearing your masks and coming out. And I'm just thrilled to be at a live show. I was going to say the exact same thing. I was just going to say thank you, the live audience, for coming to this show and welcoming us back because I'll be honest, there is nothing, literally nothing that I have missed more than standing on, sitting on stage with you guys talking to you fucking idiots (laughs) about some piece of nonsense. True. It is. And so this is incredible. Yeah. I, Thank you for making this happen. And yeah. I want to. I want to add. I want to add uh, one more thing to that, which is I want to thank the amazing staff here at Largo who yes. run such an amazing 
theater. They put I, on I, amazing I say one shows. Thing about that, they Paul. take care of people. Yeah. Because I, one of my big fears when the pandemic happened, and we talked about Flanny and Largo so much because I was so we were so terrified about what was going to happen to the space, and uh, they just run a beautiful theater here, and I am so. I walked in and I wanted to cry because I'm so thrilled that they're here and encourage you all to continue to support the other shows that are here. I'm sure you do, but please check them out. It's a miracle environment. I'm so glad that they're still here. This is our home. So please support our home. Be nice to all these people. Come back and see shows. Uh, Like we said, Jason and I, we perform improv here. Uh, You can check it out. It's Dinosaur. But thank you for being here. Thank you for coming. Yes. And thank you for for being you. Babes in Toyland forever. We will now pose for a picture. Okay. We'll give you a picture. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.